Welcome to The Foreign Object. I am your host, The New Age Rulo, here with my co-host, Gio, also known as Walk With Gio on Twitter. That's so, yeah. me, yeah. We're here, another episode. Another episode, another hour about talking about wrestling that's mediocre. Wow. Yeah. That's how you feel. Yeah. So this is the go-home show of SummerSlam. Um, before we get into Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live, let's talk about um, some news in the wrestling world. Yeah, um, these stories are becoming more uh, frequent. Another superstar has passed. Uh, I think everyone knows Jim the Anvil Nightheart passed away, what, Monday? Yes, Monday morning. Monday morning he passed away. Um, very sad. Uh, Natty wasn't on Raw, which I think she probably was supposed to be on Raw. Well, yeah, she. I think she's very involved in the storyline with uh, Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss right now. So. Right. Uh, so she didn't show up to Raw. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say about it. No, yeah. Um, Super sad. Way too soon. Way too soon. He was really young. I think yeah. he was in his 60s. Yeah, I believe 63. Yeah, super young. Or 53, one of those two. I think yeah, 63. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, really young. It was really um, unexpected, like out of nowhere. Yeah, really. yeah, really sudden death. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, I tweeted that my heart goes out to Bret Hart, really, because he has had so many people close to him pass away yeah um the whole heart foundation is gone except for him yeah it's pretty sad um but yeah rest in peace to the anvil Nightheart. yeah um so yeah other than that um anything else in the wrestling world um not that i can think of that i'd want to talk about on the podcast no yeah um i haven't really been paying too much attention online about anything um <clears throat> so yeah i can um, tell you this as of today aj styles is the longest reigning wwe champion in smackdown's history he surpassed john bradshaw layfield really yeah as of today that we're recording this how come they didn't mention anything about that on smackdown like, saying, like, tomorrow he will. Hmm. I don't know. Or, like, saying that he has tied, at least, with... The... Maybe because it's not CM Punk. Oh. That he passed. But that's a big uh, accomplishment. It is a big accomplishment. You know? 200-something um, days as champ, so that's a long time. Yeah. All right, so... Let's just get into it. Let's get into some Monday Night Raw. What'd you think, overall, of the show? Raw was okay. It was good. Um, there wasn't really anything that I hated about the show, but there was a lot that I enjoyed about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I enjoyed the show a lot. Uh, I think in the last couple weeks, I've watched the show with a different perspective. I feel like I play. I think I pay more close attention to detail in a lot of things. Um, not only 
I pay a lot more attention to matches now, now that we have the podcast. Right. Um, and just storylines. I try to pick things out that maybe other people might not catch, but doesn't always happen. But I do try to pay more attention to detail. Um, so, Raw opened. Well, this is kind of weird, because Raw opened with Ronda Rousey's music. And I expected it to open, you know, with the whole locker room, top of the stage. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. A video package of Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Um, And that didn't happen. It opens with Ronda Rousey. Um, But that wasn't really the woman that I was most excited about at the beginning of the show. I was most excited to see and hear Renee Young on commentary. Yeah, okay, so when I was watching Raw, I don't know what went through my head. I knew she was going to be doing commentary on Raw, but as soon as she started talking, it, like, caught me off guard. Yeah. Like, I, as if I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it felt really good, though. Like, like I was witnessing history as yeah. it was happening. Yeah, well, it was the first really... woman in history to commentate all of an episode of Raw. Yeah, so that's dope. You're witnessing history, and it just felt special. Yeah. Something about it. Um, so that felt good. Um, so now let's just talk about Ronda Rousey opening the opening the show. She opened with uh, her condolences to Natty and kind of speaking on the situation. Right. Which I feel is kind of a weird, not a weird, but like, it's interesting that they chose Ronda Rousey to go out there and open the show that way. Right, or yeah, yeah. to pick up, pick a heavy subject like that for her to open a show with, or right. even address at all, because she's so early in her career. We know she's not, I mean, from my perspective, what we've seen, I feel like she's still not 100% comfortable on the mic yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for her to go out and do that and, you know, not break it, I don't know, something about it felt like in the near future, maybe, you know, Ronda Rousey could get it together since she's taken on something like this so heavy early. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what'd you think about that? Um, uh, I, I don't know, I felt a little weird about it. Um, yeah. I don't know, just because of the fact that that's not really what we get when yeah it's not traditional yeah it's not a traditional thing that happens when wrestlers pass away so it was a little weird um but i guess it it does make sense for her to address it because she's so close to natty on screen and in real life yeah um so yeah or maybe um i also had this thought that maybe natty didn't want that traditional um yeah thing yeah that's true to happen so, after Rhonda gives her condolences, she goes on with her promo about Alexa Bliss and how she's going to beat her at SummerSlam. Um, then Alexa comes out, does her promo. Um, two things I really liked in her promo was she said, she mentioned, or she actually said, Newsflash, Rhonda, you're only, you've only had three matches and I'm a five-time women's champion. And then she also goes on to call her an overrated, overhyped hooky. Uh, hooky. Hooky. Yeah, whatever that is. An overhyped <laughs> rookie. Right. Um, which both statements can be both true. Both are very both. accurate, yeah. very true. 
everybody is saying that Alexa stands no chance against Ronda Rousey, and that's false because if we're looking at the facts here, yeah, um, she is a five-time women's champion. She's the first woman to hold both the Raw and SmackDown women's championship. She's the first. She's the first goddess. <laughs> Sorry, the Corey Graves jumped out of me for a second there, but no, I am. I really like her mentioning all that in her promos because I'm I'm sure if she was in a story with anyone else they wouldn't mention that mm-hmm. um she is still a rookie overhyped maybe yeah um I mean yeah we've only seen three matches from her yeah because she's had matches on live events but we don't know how good those matches were right um the crowd is very in favor of her yeah yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm, I don't have anything against it, but every single week that she comes out, she gets a huge pop. Yeah. I mean, to each their own, but I don't know. I, and particularly this feud, I'm not excited about because I've seen what she's done to to people her size, and Alexa is a pretty small woman. People her size, people bigger than her, yeah, or yeah, bigger. double her yeah, size. Exactly. She's been able to. Take I mean, we out. saw what she did to uh, Alicia Fox, and like she destroyed her. So, I mean, one thing that Alexa has to do at SummerSlam, I don't want to talk too much about SummerSlam. We'll do our, as usual, our prediction episode. But I think one thing that Alexa has to do is just play it really smart, outsmart. Um, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, which I'm sure they will uh, play into that factor. There'll be probably a lot of rope break situations. There'll be a lot of counting outside the ring situations, for yeah. sure. Um, so, yeah, after this whole promo back and forth thing, Alexa Bliss then has a match with uh, Ember Moon. And I'm not going to lie, the match was actually really good. I haven't been all that big of a fan of Ember Moon's work, but... Uh, she killed it. She killed. I think she always kills it. Um, well, yeah. I think, I think the- where she um has the problem is with her character, really. On in my opinion. Yeah, I think it doesn't. Um, hmm. How do you say this? Like it doesn't translate. I yeah. Guess? No. Yeah. I, and that could just be for us because we're freaking adult men. You know, maybe. Yeah. It translates to a different but, genre of But also, of there's um, there's no story behind her character. That's true. We don't know why okay. Ember Moon is Ember Moon. Yeah. We don't know why fair. she comes out with the co- eye contacts. We don't. If okay. if they are fair eye enough, contacts. Fair. Yeah. If they are, she but, could be this mystical. Yeah. Phenomenon I, like the Undertaker, and we yeah. just don't know. Sure. Yeah. We know the backstory behind the Undertaker. Right. To some extent, um, we know the backstory to mankind's character. Uh, we know the back. I mean, who's someone more recent? Uh, who's someone more recent that we could? Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We know the backstories behind those. So, um, that's something I'd like to see from from Ember Moon. But yeah. So after the match, or during the end of the match, there was a little scuffle between Ronda Rousey and Alexa. Alicia Fox got involved. Um, so that brings my next, uh, 
sort of opinion. Do you think that would be, or do you think that's going to become a feud? Um, probably not. Fox and Ember. Oh, Fox and Ember? Yeah. Um, it could be, sure. Um, why not? I'm sure they could put on great matches. As far as the story goes, um, I don't know what angle they would take. So, they'd have to come up with something really good. Yeah. Because I was thinking with Evolution in the near future, I'm pretty sure they're going to start creating more, um, more stories, more feuds. Because, I mean, they they have to make a full pay-per-view of women. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And Alicia Fox hasn't been around for quite some time. She hasn't been on a pay-per-view for quite some time. Yeah, so let's get her back in there. Yeah. Um, Alright, so what's next? Let's talk about the Raw Tag Team title match. It was a triple threat match between the B-Team, the Leaders of World, and the Revival. Yeah, really good match. I like the little B-team segment they had before the match where uh, Bo Dallas was doing the math. Um, they yeah. had the champion's disadvantage. Great match. All the tag teams really meshed really well. I think it brought out um, the better side of the revival that we haven't really seen in some time. Yeah, that's one big thing that we got out of that match is I was, I was surprised altogether with the match because, like I've said in previous episodes um the raw tag team division is lacking a bit right but this match proved that you know these three teams could go yeah and the revival surprised me um especially i think it was uh dash wilder wilder wild how do you say dash wilder he was wilding he did a (laughs) he did a suicide dive that you don't see from the revival Right, you don't see that often from those guys because it's all fists, no flips. Yeah. Uh, but you got to do what you got to do when there's a championship on the line, man. Yeah. I mean, question. Um, if it's all fists and no flips, uh, what's the move called when someone runs towards you and you lift them up and they do a flip? Oh, uh, just a back body drop? Oh, there you go. I, I'm not good with the names. Sorry. Um, but yeah, back body drop. They, well, you... they did one on them. That's a flip. Well, you're not the one doing a flip unless you're being flipped, but that's it's without <laughs> your it's out of your control there. Yeah, that I just I thought it was a little clever thing right, that I okay. thought it would happen. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think the match was great. Uh, the finish was dope. I liked it. Yeah, um, Curtis Axel taking advantage of the revival doing the dirty work. You know, he got that secret tag, they didn't see it coming, throws him out, gets the pin on who, Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Bray Wyatt. So. And then they retain the titles. I loved it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. One hundred percent. So it's t- it's that time of the podcast where we talk about the greatest attraction in sports entertainment at the moment. And his name is Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, of course, <laughs> sure. I didn't know where um, you were going there with that. But yeah. I'm glad the direction it went. Um, one thing that I want to do point out is I feel like Roman and Lesnar and Alexa and Rhonda, their storyline is very similar. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of parallels there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We have um, two people that are very tired of the other person being uh, put on a pedestal by the company. Right. 
and the person that does more work is just tired of it and haven't gotten the respect that they are due. Yeah, um, in storyline and out of storyline, don't get the respect that they deserve. Yeah. A lot of similarities there. So, yeah. um, One thing that Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey don't have, though, is Paul Heyman's genius. Yeah. Paul Heyman really added to this whole promo. I think the whole storyline yeah. at this point, like where we're at now, like it was just such a big twist. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, one thing that I did want to point out was when Roman said that he was going to send Brock Lesnar back to, so far back into the UFC that he's going to find himself stuck in Dana yeah. White's ass. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think Roman did great on the mic, but that's not the performance that I want to talk about. It's right. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Paul Heyman. Another Oscar-worthy performance. Give yeah. the man an Oscar. I mean, who's writing this stuff? Because one week they think, like, you th- they have us thinking that, you know, they're going to write off Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman this way with them ending their friendship. Um, then they try to convince us of something that i feel like the fans want but it's just too obvious to do like you making paul Heyman and roman reigns become you know friends or associates whatever you want associates um of course the fans want that but that's too easy you know yeah that's easy but then it starts to get convincing when Heyman says, you know, what did he say? Something like, something that your um, father taught me, right? His right, father? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, when he, he said he was 14, 15, riding up the road with his dad and his uncle. Yeah. Off in Sika, and he went out with the Samoan. He said, he taught it to you in Samoan because he wanted you to, you know, learn it, actually learn it. And he said, he went out there, he's... He spoke the Samoan. I didn't understand it, but I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Roman was, felt it a yeah, little too. There was a, there was a look on Roman where you're like, oh shit. I think Heyman yeah. convinced him to maybe switch sides and allow um, Brock, I mean, Heyman to be on his side and maybe tell him those weaknesses of Lesnar. Yeah. And um, it was so convincing. Right, it start. Point. It really started with Roman not trusting Heyman at all, calling him a shark. That you know, once the older sharks feel they start drowning, they're dangerous. Yeah. And then because of that personal moment, he kind of let his guard down. Yeah. He let his guard down a lot. Yeah. And then that's when Heyman hits him with the pepper spray, and it was yeah, just, <laughs> the, the turning, like the direction just turned completely, and Lesnar comes out and attacks Roman. Yeah, um, I think Heyman's got such an eye for creativity in general because yeah. he know you know we know Roman's looking down at the paper. Heyman knows it. He pulls the pepper spray out and he has that like sadistic look on his face, yeah. like I'll show you, you bastard, who you're messing with. And oh man, and and Brock just comes out, hands over the title, yeah, and destroys Roman. I like that. They l- allowed Brock to destroy him. They didn't give any- Roman any offense at all. Yeah. Because it makes sense. A man just got pepper sprayed. Yeah, that and um, I think to make you think like, 
oh, Roman has no chance now at yeah, SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. But you you see the pepper spray and the uh, him being thrown off isn't going to be a factor at SummerSlam. Right. So, right. I mean, it makes it that much more interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I I think they killed it with that whole, yeah. that whole thing. Um, What else happened on Raw? I mean, throughout the night, they're saying Seth Rollins might not be there. But right. he, he has to be there for a contract signing. If he doesn't sign it, there's no IC title match that right. night. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They're telling us he's having travel issues because he was in China. Which is true. Accurate. He was in China. He was in China. Um, Dolph Ziggler goes out there, puts his signature. He's like, let's just make it a forfeit. He's not here. And then yeah. the burn it down chance. Burn it down. Burn it down. Yeah. Burn it down. And then the song hits. Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I do want to point out is that in... Drew Max promo and in Adolph's promo, they kind of talked about what we've been talking about. Um, people making it to Monday Night Raw and them feeling like they've made it. Right. But then Seth, on the other hand, is someone that has made it but has put that extra effort in to go the extra mile. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. other people are acknowledging that as well. Um. But yeah, so Seth Rollins' music hits. Boom. He's like, hey, I was actually here for a cool minute. Um, I just wanted you to sign that contract. Yeah. Very architect of him. Yeah. And one thing that he said is about a clause with uh, like him having someone in his corner. Right. Which is weird that he mentions that and we heard nothing about that before yeah, they didn't mention it at all yeah ever, so anywhere. i think that's a weird factor for them like a weird factor and weird time to present that um it was kind of random and then he says well i was i didn't show up because of travel like there was travel issues just not my travel issues and then right. you kind of put two and two together yep and the lunatic fringe is here. The lunatic He's fringe back. is back, and he actually looks like a damn lunatic. He doesn't yeah. look like a man who just got back from injury. He looks like a man who just got out of the can. No, yeah. And he... not off the can. <laughs> to be confused yeah. there. Yeah. He's Before, huge. Yeah, he's he's definitely put on some muscle. Um, I think there's a new big dog in the shield. I wouldn't go that far. And it's Dean Ambrose. I wouldn't go that far, but he has put on some muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a new look, haircut. He, he got a haircut. New haircut, thank God. It looks. It he makes not the best, but <laughs> he makes um, the Dean Ambrose from nine months ago look like a guy that was trying to be a lunatic fringe. Yeah, and now he looks like an actual lunatic fringe, like you just said. Yeah, um, I hope it continues that way. One thing that I did point out, or that uh, came to my mind mm-hmm. after they ran into the ring and got rid of uh, Drew Mack and Dolph Ziggler. Um, Before Dean Ambrose had to leave due to injury, um, if I'm recalling correct, I'm pretty sure you could correct me if I'm wrong, Dean Ambrose was in the IC title picture, right? Yeah, he was super close to the IC title picture. Um, And I'm pretty sure when a superstar is, has to leave due, due to injury, 
they want to pick up where they left off. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So that had me thinking: What will happen if Rollins then wins the IC title this Sunday, and Dean Ambrose wants to pick at pick up where he left off? Right. It's interesting. Uh, Dean Ambrose returning brings back a lot of, uh, I don't know, just different factors into yeah. what Seth Rollins is doing. Yeah. I don't know. We'll del- we'll dive more into that when we do our predictions. Okay. Cause, I mean, because also, you know, if you don't want to pick up where you left off, you're going to want to go into, you want to do the next big thing. Right. And, and what's the next big thing? There's chance the Universal Championship. that Roman wins the Universal title. And Dean Ambrose is going to want that. Dean Ambrose is stuck between a rock and a hard place. The cousin's rock and a hard architect place. (laughs) I don't know. That started good, but didn't finish very well. (laughs) So, he's trapped in an asylum? he's trapped in... Well, I think he just just broke out of an asylum was what he looked like. The return would have been a lot better if they didn't even mention him last week on Raw, though. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. If they wouldn't have mentioned him last week, I think they could have brought it in a different way. Um, not having to mention the someone in my corner clause thing right. yeah. that doesn't really make sense. Um, I don't know. I think they could have presented it a different way. Maybe having like Dolph saying you saying like you're still outnumbered. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he could have been like, yeah, there's only one of you and two of us. And, and then, then he'd be like, yeah, well, I came with some backup. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That was a perfect Seth Rollins right there. <laughs> yeah. That that could have worked. Yeah. Um but it's WWE, they need to paint out everything for us. I mean, they didn't do that with Roman Lesnar. That that proves that they're still they still have a want to do a surprise factor. Sure, yeah. But there's something maybe ratings are dropping and they right. want you to tune in. But if you didn't tune in last week and you didn't hear anything of any mentions right. of Dean Ambrose, what's going to make you tune in next week? Yeah, sure. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So, that was pretty much all for Raw. Yeah. Uh, solid good. show? Solid. Um. Yeah, sure. Um. So, let's get into SmackDown. I would say that it wasn't as good as Raw. It was not. Matches were good. I'm, they were. I'm going to say the matches were good, but I don't think they did what, uh, what Raw did in the sense of wanting to tune into SummerSlam to be like, oh, so right. this um, is going to be exciting. Yeah, I think the closest they got there was just the Daniel Bryan-Miz thing. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did like is the opening of SmackDown. I believe this is the third week in a row where they open with the women. Right. Which is interesting because they do have a champion that shows up to the show. Yeah, they do. And they chose to go with their women's champion and open the show with that. Um, And I think that shows how much they really are invested into this women's revolution. And and it it could be an influence of their on-screen manager. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I think it's been a while since we've had a women uh, authority member. I don't want to say authority because that's looked at as a negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And on top of that, a babyface woman authority figure. Exactly. Um, 
But yeah, um, I liked it. I liked the opening segment. One thing that I did like was Charlotte um, said to... Why am I blanking Carmella. out? Carmella. Yeah. She's Charlotte, the woman's world <laughs> champion, I'm just blanking out. I'm thinking more of what she said than... Than who, who she said yeah. it to. Yeah, sure. So Charlotte says to Carmella, you're just a diva in a women's era. And the thing I liked about it is that Carmella embraced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Which yeah. makes her that much more of a heel. Because I feel like she does have the... When, when she said that, you kind of think about it and you're like, okay, the characteristics kind of fit. Mm-hmm. But... We know she's not. It's not. Yeah, we know it's not true. It's not, it's a not true at all. Level of like she can wrestle. She can we, wrestle. She's great in the ring. She's great on the mic. Yeah, she has the factors of a diva and yeah. a superstar. I think the fact of how heel she is, like she's right. doing diva heel type things. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle would have sent them to therapy though over that line. You think so? Yeah. I think he only sends friends that are not going to be friends. To oh, therapy. okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. yeah so then why did, why I did Paul that therapy ha- session worked? Why did Paul Heyman and, and Brock Lesnar get a therapy session? <laughs> because Kurt Angle wants to see Roman Reigns mm, okay. kick Brock Lesnar's ass. Right. For the WWE Universal Championship. Oh, it's true. Oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there was a tag team match after that. Didn't really care. Right. I, I do want to say just a little bit on the tag team match. I think Sonya Deville needs to be broken up for Mandy Rose. Sonya Deville, I see so much potential in her yeah. to be a top star, solo star. That's all I'm going to say. Well, I think um, Mandy and Sonya Deville don't really... And they don't make sense. It's yeah. like... I mean... I don't know. It's like Kane and Hurricane. Yeah. That kind of worked a little bit. <laughs> it's like Kane and Daniel Bryan. No, uh, I don't know. That also kind of worked. Can't compare it to anything. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's talk about Miz and Daniel Bryan. I love what they did with yeah. it. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, because it's great as a refresher to us that have been watching, and it's a great explanation to the people who just started watching. Yeah. After Daniel Bryan's injury. You know? Yeah, and I feel like they could have done the, not this exactly, but I think they could have created more for these video packages in the last few weeks before this because yeah. the whole Team Hell No thing, I felt like that was a big waste of time. Like I said, I think it helped uh, Kane more than anyone. Oh, for helped sure. Helped him get yeah. them votes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think they missed out on an opportunity to make that feud even more personal. Than what it already was. Yeah. Um, it's a feud that's eight years in the making. Back to the original NXT. Um, the thing I liked is they went really deep into that whole thing where um, The Miz was Daniel Bryan's pro in those days. I wasn't watching in those days. So I think that was good for people that weren't watching in those times. Um, Especially the eight-year-olds that weren't here eight years ago. They yeah. <laughs> have no idea what that was like. Um, and yeah, and that refreshing Talking Smack clip that I think now looking at it again, you really see how personal and real that felt. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Bryan said it. He he was thinking about doing that, leaving and 
yeah. going and wrestling on the indies. So for The Miz to get in his face, and I like that we saw it again. Because really, if you didn't watch it on the network, you never heard of it. You never saw it. Yeah. Um. Uh, this three-part thing was great because it wasn't so much... Daniel Bryan, oh, I'm going to beat you up, Miz. The Miz, I'm going to beat you up, Daniel Bryan. It was them both telling the same exact story from their perspectives. Yeah. Which makes it makes me really excited for this match, yeah. um, for one thing. And I kind of, they didn't really mention it that much in the promo. I wish they would have, but I kind of like that it's happening at SummerSlam. A lot of people are like, they should have held it off to WrestleMania. I think they have beef with SummerSlam, too, because when they had the WWE versus Nexus storyline, everybody thought that The Miz was going to be the last member of WWE's team. Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan comes in and steals that spot, and I think SummerSlam's the perfect place for this match to happen. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I think it's perfect because why wait for another Daniel Bryan injury to interrupt something like that? Oh, wow. I don't wish that on... but. It's but very a realistic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't count out that there's a chance that something bad could happen. Yeah. I mean, it could happen to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think why wait and just let's get it over with. Yep. Um and it's so it's still fresh, like it's hot right now. Why would we wait? Yeah. Um one thing I want to point out is um the similarities between both Daniel Bryan and the Miz. You know, other than, uh, I mean, I feel like they have a few differences. I mean, Miz came from reality TV. Um, Daniel Bryan was already working the indies and stuff. Um, their style is somewhat different, but similarities, their size. Sure. Similar. Yeah. Accomplishments. They've just about held the same championships yeah. in their careers. Yeah. They're very similar in yeah. accomplishments. I mean So I think this is a perfect matchup like there's no like underdog in this match if you yeah. think about it. They're really two sides of the same coin because they're the same person. They're the person that should have never been in the WWE. They yeah. should have never been world champion. Yep. But they somehow did it. Yeah. And it's just like they're the same person as long yeah, as going into the story. Personality is different, yeah. but as far as career and whatever, like right. they're the same. Yeah. So I think that is another factor of it that has caught my attention and wants me, or I makes me want to watch the match even more. Um, but yeah, I I really think the Miz got pissed when. When Daniel Bryan said he that the Miz was a coward, <laughs> um, watching that back, no, yeah, I it's understand. hard to tell if like <laughs> that was a work or not. Yeah, well, they had a lot of freedom on Talking Smack, so yeah. So I mean, we know that Daniel Bryan did legitimately get pissed. He walked off. Yeah, he he said in this interview and in other interviews not associated with the WWE that he wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, I kind of wish he would have. You know? Uh, I don't know. I, I wish he would have, but I, at the same time, I wish he wouldn't. Because, or he, I'm glad he didn't because it gives a good thing for The Miz to say that Daniel Bryan's the real coward. Yeah. 
this is one of those stories to me where I feel like, is there really a heel or a face in this situation? I don't know if we yeah. can really say there is. Well, no, because I think Daniel Bryan discrediting The Miz, right? it almost felt like, if you're looking at it from The Miz's perspective, it almost feels like jealousy that... Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Daniel Bryan couldn't wrestle at the at that time. Like, yeah, saying like you know like maybe he acknowledged that they're both the same people, like we just right. said, and yeah. and I'm he probably thinks oh I'm the better wrestler I should be the one here with the IC title, right? You know, he was jealous at the time. If, if you're looking at it from the Miz's perspective, right, and that might have ticked off the Miz saying like why are you discredit discrediting me? If we have the same accomplishments. Yeah. You know. And that good point that he made that he's calling, his, he calls him a coward based on how he wrestles. And he said, yeah. I wrestle like this and I'm wrestling still. What about you? Yeah. I think, man, this is going to be really good. I hope this match <laughs> yeah, is lives worth up the buildup. It lives up to the hype. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. I think we spent more time talking, talking about, about that. this than... We- we expected to have, because yeah, 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 I yeah. mean, in the weeks to come, it didn't seem like they were pushing it that much. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Let's talk about Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. Sure. Um, it was a pretty underwhelming segment. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, um, AJ yeah. gets in the ring talking about, hey, my wife was telling me to cool down. My chill. wife said I gotta calm down, it's y'all. Not that serious. She said it's um, just wrestling. It's not like it's yeah. You're just a NBA. southern boy from I'm Georgia. Just, I'm just a little southern boy from Georgia that made it. And <laughs> she told me, oh, "You just got chill, man." Um, and then Samoa Joe comes out and reads this letter. You know that at first sounds like it's from someone um, from the WWE universe, right? A fan, sure. Saying, "You know, I was a big fan of AJ Styles, but then I realized who he really was." Yes. And we find out that this letter. Is it's from Wendy. Yeah, Wendy Styles. Wendy Styles. <laughs> um, I loved that. It yeah. got more personal. Yeah, get it just keeps getting more and more personal. Um, what I didn't like was that that's where it ended. Like, yeah, it just it left you at a cliffhanger. It didn't really. It, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, okay. So we're getting personal, right, with these storylines, and we're talking about his wife and kids. Yeah. I would have loved that ending if, if like, then Wendy Styles and all the kids come out on the <laughs> stage, and they're just watching AJ, and then AJ's got his face on it. Like, what the, like, I don't know, like a I mean, Sandman Raven cool. situation, but not really. That'd be cool, but it's Tuesday, it's a school night, you don't want to take the kids out of <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, okay, okay. Fair um, enough, fair enough, fair enough. No, I don't, I don't know, like... You don't want it to get that personal again. Like it's, I don't know, man. I think but, that would have been... Okay, that would have been good. good. It would have had Raven Sandman, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio vibes. Yeah. But with it, a less adoption, yeah. I'm your real dad situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, more of like, I'm just trying to be a good friend and get you back to your family. Right. Yeah. Um. No, I think maybe, you know... Show like her signature on it at least. And, oh, I mean that's a little cheesy though. And, well, I mean something, and then I, it was just left un, 
Like, we don't know if it really ticked off AJ Styles that much. Yeah, he didn't have that much of a... Yeah, I mean, I'd, I would have liked for him to, like, maybe go chase Samoa Joe, and then they start brawling, and then the whole locker room comes out. And you're like, oh, this is going to be a good match. You know, like... Right, yeah. They're heated. Yeah. But it just went off air, and we had or to watch just... Miz and Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't resolve anything from AJ Styles, Samoa yeah. Joe. Or they could have just had Samoa Joe yelling, like, you send a letter to my wife? Yeah. You're, you're talking to my wife? Yeah. You're corresponding with my wife? <laughs> Something like that. Just yeah. show that he's mad about it. Yeah. Know? Have, Before. like, maybe, like, a voicemail or something. A voicemail? Yeah, they'll <laughs> play, Wendy? like, yeah, play a voicemail. Like, hey, did you get my letter? I'm really oh, okay. okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why are people still writing letters? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, But, yeah. That's all we have to talk about this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but SummerSlam is this weekend. Um, SummerSlam is this weekend. You didn't ask for any questions, did you? I didn't ask for any questions. Um, but you have a question that you should have had an answer to from last week. Okay, so yeah. So you have an answer. So the question... I did. Yeah, the question was, what's your favorite or what, what's your what's the best What's the best? What's your favorite? Of the PG yeah. era. Um, my answer is, there wasn't any good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a good enough answer. I'm going to say Triple H, uh, The Undertaker. Okay. Which one? Both. Both Hel- of them. Okay. The Hell in Cell match and the one before that. Okay. So, yeah. Sure. That's my answer. I'm sorry for taking a year. A whole week to answer. To, to answer um, I did get some questions from last week that we okay. didn't. They, were, they showed up to my inbox late. Okay. So, um, let me pull them up. Let's see. Where's John Cena? <laughs> oh, man. I wish I knew. He was just in China, actually. Really? Yeah. He's looking pretty buff, man. He's look, I mean, when well, is he, he always is, but he's... Freaking John Cena. It's like every time he goes off TV for more than a week, he just multiplies in size. Yeah. Um, so, China is the answer. And then... Let me see. I had a, This one's not fully showing up. What happened to legends like Scotty Too Hotty, okay. Hardy Bros, okay. Chris Jericho, okay. Booker T, etc. Booker T is, uh, he has his wrestling school in Houston. I believe he's going to be running for a position in, in the politics <laughs> in Houston soon. Yeah. I'm um, not heard. sure if that's true. Who else? The Hardy Bros? Yeah. Hardy Bros. I've never heard of them. The Hardy Boys. The Hardy Boys. The Hardy Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's on Raw. Jeff's on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, Scotty Too Hotty. Oh, I think he has a family. That's all I know about him right now. <laughs> I mean, now. he did a match a while ago on NXT. He did a match a few years ago on NXT, yeah. Um, Chris Jericho. He's doing Intercontinental he's, Champion things. He's the IC champ of in... IWGP. He's got uh, his boats going on in the sea soon. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, Etc. <laughs> well, we could be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was another question. What was the most memorable moments in wrestling every 10 years? So the 80s, years. the 90s, and the 2000s. Okay, I think 80s, as much as I don't want to say it, the body slam to Andre. Somebody body slammed him. I don't know who. But somebody yeah, body agree. slammed him in the Pontiac Silverdome, brother. And that's all I'll say for the 80s. For the 90s, um... 
most memorable? Yeah. From the nineties. Um there's a lot. I don't know, that's <laughs> yeah. really hard. There's a lot of moments from oh man. I'll say the screw job. Okay. Because that really changed the wrestling world. It shook it the wrestling world. And from the two thousands I'd say How far into the 2000s? To 2009? Yeah, so let's do um, 2000 to 2009. Most memorable moment. Most memorable for moment. For me? Oh. Yeah. We're just doing for you. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well then, John Cena revealing the spinner belt. Okay. And yeah. you still agree with the nine, the 90s one? What did I say? You said... Uh, <laughs> the screw job. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I agree with you on the 80s. The... Yeah. Um, Body slam to Andre. Um, for me, the '90s. I'm gonna say. Oh man. I'm gonna say DX showing up to WCW. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I could say another one. Um. But, I'm good. <laughs> um, okay. You're gonna have to tell me that. What would you, that was yeah. after this? Uh, two thousands. Uh, so two thousand to two thousand nine. Most memorable moment. I don't know if this was in those years, but sex celebration. <laughs> oh yeah, that was definitely within those years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Edge and Lee. Yeah. No. Um, being real. Um. <laughs> I think Undertaker being buried alive. Which time? <laughs> by uh, by Vincent Kane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very memorable. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah. It was Mage. Um. So yeah, and then I think that was all the questions I got. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Tune in to our predictions episode. Should be up also if this is up. Right. Um. So yeah. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Twitter at New Age Rudel. You can find here my co-host at Walk With Geo on Twitter. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Anything else you want to say? How do you feel about the live sex celebration? I was a youngin, man. That was an, <laughs> that was quite the experience. 